0: You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. time I hear the word fair, it's going to be good. And it be there. Um, uh, it, it, it's also here we have this ministry and mission fair where every person will get an opportunity to get connected to serving. And it's an opportunity for your life message to impact the people that God not only has placed in your life, but the people that God is bringing into this, the life of LWC. And uh, remember, week one, we launched the series and we realized that every person, is, uh, is a message to someone else. Not even your words, but your actions, your life is a message to, to people that are around you. Uh, so if you're from Saddlebrook Ranch, you are a message to Saddlebrook Ranch and to the people God has placed in your life. If you're from Salmonwall. you're a message to the people that God has placed in your life. If you're in Oro Valley, you're a message to people uh, that God has placed in your life. And, and it, it really, really helps us to understand that we can either be a message or a unique message of Jesus to people, or we can be a message of something else to people. And then last week, we learned that every one of us has a voice, and we have a unique voice to the world around us, and uh, uh, God calls us to be this, this voice uh, to others. I, I love the prayer that Shauna prayed because she said, you know, w- when, we, when we're called to love people and love God, uh, it's really about reciprocating the love of God to people because our love falls short. Amen. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that you try to love people with your own love and it falls short uh, because of hurts or biases or whatever things that we have going on in our lives? But when we have the love of God, it's, it goes beyond that. And so to find our voice in God we have to first open up our hearts before we open up our mouth. Uh, if our hearts are filled with pollution, and that's what happens outside of God, usually our hearts get filled by, from a very young age with all kinds of stuff, and it's, it, it pollutes our, our, our heart. And then what comes out of our mouth is usually polluted. Anyone ever notice that when you're uh, walking in, in, in life? And, 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 and so your relationships can, can or may become polluted, Right? Your, your reactions to, to, to people can and, and may become polluted. Uh, so we want to open up our hearts and we want to open up our mouth uh, to the things that God has for each and every one of us. Um, <clears throat> the message that we have, and, and we're doing this series with uh, Pastor uh, Kerry and his wife, Chris Shook, from Houston, Texas. Um, and they're doing a wonderful job. They, they, they're doing a great job in Houston, Texas, in, in the church. Um, and what we've learned from, from not only uh, his writings in this book uh, called "Be the Message," but from the God's word, we've learned that it's not about how many words we speak, because all of us are pretty wordy, right? All of us speak at least a hundred words a day, and out of those hundred, uh, I'm just that's a minimal, correct? You probably already spoke 100 words for breakfast. But all of us speak a lot of words throughout the day, and of all those words, there are probably about 80% of them that you could say, man, I wish I could take those back, right? So it's not about the words that we speak or the, the words that are our message, plural, but it's about the word that changes our speech. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the Word was God. So it's the Word. It's, it's Jesus. So God's message is not complicated. God's message is not wordy. God's message is, is, is one. It's the message of, of Jesus, the Logos, that comes into our life. And we find our purpose in Him. We find everything that we need. In him. And here's the thing, beloved, here's the thing. And I and I and I know I don't know what's going on in your minds, but I know this that there's a struggle that we have, all of us, in 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 connecting to the things of God. You may be here and you're you're trying to connect to the things of God, and God wants you to connect, but God doesn't want you to find Pastor James's voice. God doesn't want for you to find your husband's voice or your wife's voice. God wants you to find your unique voice. And that voice is what God's doing inside of you. That voice is what the Lord has, has placed you here on this earth for, to be that unique voice of God. And when you find that voice, then your, your message becomes a message in action. And that's what our that's what our our whole sermon is about today. It's a it's a message in action. And and, and at the end of the service, I'm going to have four individuals that will be coming up, and they'll be talking as examples of how God has placed a a, a desire and a yearning to to serve uh, His purposes for the good of those that God brings into our lives. Um, you know, we we learned that uh, Francis of Assisi he said, "Everywhere you go, you should preach the gospel." And if necessary, use words. We, we've kind of learned that, and, and it was a great model. But Francis got that model from Jesus. The reality is that everywhere Jesus went, he impacted people. Not only his words, his actions. And people were transformed. People were changed. They were better off because of Jesus Christ. And, and we ourselves, when we are the message, when we're a message in action, it begins to change our lives like nothing else do you want to change your children if you have teenagers right here and you want them to become better adults have them serve serve changes our hearts serving changes our lives serving changes our, our, our the way that we the way that we think the way that we act and so uh, as I've been going through uh, the 21 minutes, anyone in here going, been going through the 21 minutes? Praise God, that's awesome. 21 minutes for 21 days and, and spending uh, one one uh, hour, I mean one hour, 21 minutes in, a, uh, uh, in, <clears throat> in the gospel of John. It's amazing how the Lord has been able to just... Maybe show us something that we've never seen before and maybe speak to us in a way that we haven't heard his voice before. And so I got to chapter 13 in John and in in chapter 13 uh, we find Jesus serving his disciples in a way that no master and teacher had ever done before. He began to wash their feet. And, and the washing of the feet, this is so important. And I have some cool stories about washing feet, okay? Um, so the washing of, 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 of the, the, the household's feet was the lowest of the low of the servants. It was the servant with the lowest uh, uh, stature, he was at the bottom of the totem pole. And Jesus took it upon himself to wash the feet. Of his disciples and that's he, he began to teach me all kinds of things and, and there's four elements that i see in that scripture in in, in, ch- in chapter 13 there's four important elements in serving that we can find there but here's a funny here's a funny so i told the staff i said we're going to have uh, at the end of each service we're going to have uh, uh we're going to i want basins out we're going to have washing of, of feet and we're going to have the families come together if you want to wash each other's feet you're going to do all this and so one of the staff members said, but you haven't seen my feet, Pastor. You haven't seen my feet. My feet are like bad, like beyond ugly, bad. I worked in the mine. I got things stomped on my, um, you know, things rocks fell on my feet. And, I mean, my toenails are. And I said, we're going to have washing of the feet, bro. <laughs> so guess what? <laughs> so all of you guys are thinking, which staff member, huh? Which, which staff member? Um, and so, so he, he walks in the door this morning. By the way, we're not going to have washing of the feet this Sunday um, because we have so much going on. But he walks in the door into my office today. He said, oh, oh so what do I need to do to get everything ready for, for, the, for the basins and get the washing of the feet done? I said, well, we're not going to do it. What? What? What do you mean we're not going to do it? I said, well, we don't have time. He said, uh, I went yesterday. And I had a pedicure. (laughs) I have never. They took things out that even them, even their people. They were. They started uh, speaking Vietnamese when they (laughs) (laughs) were. Oh, good nails, good nails. (laughs) Oh, I couldn't stop laughing. I said, but your family's happy, bro, because now you can walk around with flip-flops on, and you're not going to be like, e- put those in some shoes. <laughs> so we're going to go to chapter 13 of, of John, and, and I, I want to I wanna read a little bit. And it's not in your outline, because I have it broken, broken out in, in each point, in each of the elements. But I want to read, if you have your Bible, go to chapter 13. I'm going to read out of the New King James and uh, it's okay if it's not even up on the on the thing. Just just do me a favor. Let's just read the word of God and uh, let's trust Him, right? How many of you believe that the word of God changes our lives, changes us more than anything else? Amen. So, um, so I'm going to read. First, I'm going to pray, and then let the Lord direct us. Father, thank you for everyone that's here. Uh, everyone is a special guest at Living Word Chapel. Everyone is special to to us, and I know they're very special to you, Lord God. But more than any any person sitting here, uh, the distinguished uh, guest of honor is Jesus. So we just pray that, Lord, that you find a place here with us. And, Holy Spirit, that you would just move amongst us. We ask for you to, to guide us and direct us. Lord, give me the confidence and give me a peace and an ability to speak in a way that brings glory to you. Uh, forgive me, Father, for my, for my times that I look at people and, I, and I, uh, I, I think more of them than I think of you, Lord, uh, as far as my speaking Goes. so just uh, guide me in a way that honors you, and uh, I just pray that your love will permeate this place and saturate hearts, and when we leave here today, I pray that we can all take a next step. We can take a step in the right direction that will bring glory to your name, and we pray this in Jesus' precious and wonderful name, and everyone said, amen. So chapter 13, I'm going to just read, and then I'm going to stop whenever I stop, okay? Uh, Verse 1, it says, now before the feast of the Passover, now... Now this is important because this is a Passover when Jesus was was going to uh, get ready to have the Last Supper, and he's actually uh, this is the, the the final week going into the final weeks of his of his life on Earth. Okay, and and when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from the world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Now here's an important thing is. In my Bible, how many of you write in your Bibles? Anybody? Yeah, well, that's a good thing. Right there where it says, love them to the end, guess what I put? Us. He loved us to the end. I did that a long time ago. He loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil, and this is important, the devil having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, to betray him, Simon's son, to betray Jesus. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to the Father, back to God, he rose from supper and laid aside his garments, and he took a towel and he girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, "'Lord, are you washing my feet?' And Jesus answered and said to him, what I'm going to do now, you don't understand, but you will know after this. And Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him and said, if I do not wash you, now important, if I do not wash you total, you have no part with me. And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet. I want you to think about this. When they would bathe in those times, they still would have to walk into the terrain, and they were all dirt roads with their sandals. They were bathed, but what would get dirty would be their what? Their feet. Now, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore, he said, you are not all clean. So who was the one that wasn't clean? The one that would betray him. Amen? Say amen if you get it. Okay. So when he had washed their feet, taking his, uh, taking his garments, he sat down again and he said to them, do you know what I come, uh, what I have done to you? You call me teacher, you call me Lord, and you say, well, because I am teacher and Lord, so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. Now, Lord is kurios, okay? That's a Greek word, kurios, supreme in authority, okay? If I am the supreme in authority and teacher, and I've washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example. Someone say example. Example. I've given you an example. Someone say example. Example. I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. So what does that mean? In the Greek, what does it mean? That we should do as he has done. All right? In English, it's the same thing. That we should do as he has done. In other words, we should serve. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you... You do them. I have said this so that blessed are you if you do them. Blessed are you if you do them. Ain't that cool? Blessed are you if you do them. So there's four expressions that I find there about serving. And the first expression is serving is an act of love. If you believe that, you can tell your neighbor, I believe that. Serving is an act of love. It is impossible for us to say we love God and not serve others. It is impossible for us to say that we love God and not serve others, just like it's impossible for us to say that we love people and not serve them. You you find this to be true from your biological family. You love them, and most of the time with our family, we do things for them. We act on their behalf. Have you ever heard someone say, my dad was always a good provider? Do you know what they're saying? He served us. He, served, he went to work so that we could have dinner. He went to work so that we could, he could serve us electricity, we could have lights. He went to work so he could serve us uh, with gas, so we could have heat. You know, all these things. We find out that we love people when we're serving people. Just think about how important that is. Your love for God is revealed by your actions. And you don't serve to receive God's love and acceptance. You serve because you have already received his love and acceptance. See, God doesn't love me anymore because I preach. God loved me the same before I ever preached. But when God called me to preach, He said, I'm going to be with you, and when you do it, James, when you do this, you're going to be blessed. At the end of the day, when you do the things that God called you to do, you're going to be blessed, and you do it because of love. Jesus knew that his hour had come and that he should depart from this world to the Father, and before he ever left this world, one of his final actions was to serve. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Can I say this? It's love that's a driving force in serving. God's love for us and reciprocating that love to others. Can I tell you, my marriage, my marriage is the best it could ever be because it's God's love in our marriage. Can I tell you that? It's not flesh. It's not, it's not sexual lust. It's not all those things that it was before God. Now there's a love that God has poured into my heart that's, that's unconditional, that's pure. And that love is able to be given to my wife. And her, that, that love that she has for me is also a love that she can draw from God. And we can give that love to each other and share it with each other. It goes far and beyond Anything that we can muster in our own abilities. When you serve, you're serving out of a love for God. When you don't serve, think about it, beloved. How many of you are serving things in the world? How many of you are serving uh, purposes outside of the church? How many of you are doing things constantly for people outside of the church? What if you turned that around and did it for the glory of God? Because of God's love. The second element that Jesus teaches us, and this is a very important one, serving breaks the hold of the enemy in your life. There were two different acts that happened in this passage. One action was influenced by God. And it led Jesus to serve and wash the feet of the disciples. And can I tell you that I believe that Peter's feet were probably as bad as our staff members' feet. And they didn't have pedicures back then. They had servants washing feet. Jesus took, he, he, he acted, he, he washed their feet. The other action was influenced. So, so one action was influenced by God. Okay? The other action was influenced by the devil. And that devil that, that, that action, that 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 influence that led Judas, led him to betray Jesus. The Bible says in verse two, after supper being ended, the devil having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot uh, to betray Jesus. And what it's saying here is that the devil had already begun to influence the actions of Jesus. If you go in and keep reading, in verse like 27, it says that, that, that Satan entered into Judas and he went out. But here at the beginning, there was an influence. He began to work on him and he began to move on him. Now think about what was going on. There was a hold. There was an action that was going to take place. There was an influence. and, And the way you break the hold of the enemy in your life is by doing the things that Jesus taught us to do. Jesus taught us that the way you break the 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 hold, the grip of the enemy is that you serve God's purposes. And any let me just put it to you another way. The enemy will never want for you to serve the purposes of God. Never. It's not your busyness. That's not what's keeping you. It's not, it's not the things that are going on in, in the schools. It's not the things that are going on in your work. That's not the, that is not the driving force. The Bible, in, in, Paul, uh, Paul wrote in Ephesians, he says, we do not struggle against flesh and blood. We don't struggle against people. He wants us to get the picture. We struggle. We wrestle against principalities and powers in dark places. The struggle is real. And I know people don't want to talk about the devil, but the Bible talks about the devil more than you would ever know. And it doesn't tell us to put our focus on the devil. It says, put your focus on Jesus. You want to break the grip of the devil in your life, you have got to start serving the purposes of God. And the way you serve the purposes of God is to follow the example of Jesus. We're having baptisms coming up. Some of you guys have never been water baptized by immersion Jesus taught us by example that we need to be baptized as adults after you place your faith in Christ, not as children. Children don't know what they're doing. They were adults, and Jesus is is the example. He went to John the Baptist, and he said, I'm here for you to baptize me. And he said, John said, I'm not even worthy to untie your sandals. I'm not even worthy. And Jesus, I just think about this. It's incredible. Jesus was saying, you know what? You're not worthy to untie my sandals. But we need to do this for righteousness' sake. And, and, and talking about sandals, you're going to learn about this, John. You're going to learn that I'm going to take sandals off of my disciples, I'm going to wash their feet. And he models everything that we should model. Can I tell you that the enemy, the enemy of our souls, he wants to try to keep you so busy on you? He wants you to. Whoo, You may not ask me to preach again. He wants for us to stay so busy on us and those things that pertain to us, you and yours, that you cannot do the work of God. And the the reason for that is when you start doing the work of God, you'll break the grip of the enemy in your life. You see, your heart will be transformed. Your life will be changed when you are the good news of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, blessed are the feet of those who bring good news and glad tidings to those who are in need of a Savior. Jesus, he shows us a different way He shows us a different action. Jesus should have never been washing their feet. But his way was that he loved them to the end. And Jesus will always, always lead you to serve. He will always lead us to serve. When we talk about small groups, can I tell you that it's not the devil telling you to go to a small group? When I say, you know what, go to a small group. When Pastor Jeff or Pastor Mike, can I tell you, it's not the devil. The devil will never have you connect with God's people, never. When we say, you know, get, 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 in, get in this place where you can serve, that's not the voice of, uh, of, 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 uh, of the devil. That's, that's the voice of God because it's going to change your life profusely. This is why God will lead us to serve. Because the sound ministry is a better place when you serve. Greeters are a better place when you serve. When everyone is serving in the local church and outside of it, the church and the world becomes a better place. See, we can never be salt to the earth if we don't open up the salt shaker in our life. We can never be uh, uh, the light of the world. We can never be the light of the world if we don't ever let the light come on. You know, we repainted our, uh, one of our rooms uh, past week, and um, thank God for painters. Thank, thank the Lord, you know, we had this painter that, that just incredible, and they came and they painted the room, and I helped, you know, I did the closet, that was my job and I know why I don't paint I was in the closet and I painted the front wall first, big mistake and then there's not a lot of room, and I was going like this <laughs> <laughs> this was a roller this became a roller I'm going with this. Thank God for painters. I looked at someone, my my mind went. Oh, the world becomes a better place because of painters. That's not what I'm But everyone, everyone working together, everyone working together, we become better. Do you, do you agree with that? If if every person, if every person in here, is doing one role, how many of you think that we would become a better place? Anyone believe that? I do. Yeah. And so so, it's not God that will tell you not to serve. It's never His voice tell you, telling you not to serve. God will prioritize serving. God will help us to work out the bigs in our life. Right. He'll help us to work out the bigs in our life. Best Sunday worship experience we could have. Invest one day into a small group, the I. Give your family what they need. See, God, you need to know this. This is so important. God also doesn't want for you to spend all your time at church. Give your family what they need. They need your time. At Living Word Chapel, we prioritize for everyone to have time with their families, not only in the church building, but outside the church. Let them enjoy life and let them grow in the things of God as a family. Now, the way that we can do this, beloved, is if everyone's working together to make Living Word Chapel the best that it can be. And everyone's serving together. And the S is strive to make a difference. Where? In our community. There's no better thing, that's straight from God, the bigs. Write that on your outline. That's straight from God, the bigs. <laughs> Number three, serving is an act of worship. Do you know that when you serve, you worship the Father? Sorry, I'm talking with ice in my mouth. When you serve, you're, you're serving the Father. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and, and, and this just process, Jesus, everything he did, he did for the purposes of bringing glory to who? Yes, to the Father. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and he was going to God, he rose from supper and laid aside his garments and he took a towel and he girded himself. Not only is Jesus our Lord and Savior, but he's also our our high priest. And in this row, he leads us to the Father. And when he served the disciples, he taught them that serving is an act of worshiping. In the chapter prior, in my, in my 21 minutes, I came to chapter 12, and he says this at the very end in verses 25 and 26, he who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone, if anyone what, serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him, my father, will honor do you know why the Father will honor us? Because when we serve, we honor Him. When we serve, it's an act of worship. When we serve, we do the things that please Him. I, I was, I was in, 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 in some quiet time, and, and, I, and I thought about Jesus being baptized, and, and the Father said, this is my Son in whom I am well Pleased. Why was the father pleased with Jesus, the son? Because he served the father's purposes. See, it's crazy how we are now in in church because this is church. Think about it. This is is church. Everyone sits in roles, right? And you hear one guy speak. And then you, and you probably evaluate church like that was a good message or a bad message. Right? And hopefully there's more good than bad. But not only that, not only that, not only that. So then we have these platforms, these platform, this guitars, things like that. And these people are behind these, these microphones. And you're used to, we're used to seeing concerts. Concerts. And when we go to concerts, we're, go we're going to hear them, and we go, yeah, 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 ACDC, yeah, yeah, or Santana. No, think about. It. I'm, I'm being serious. You're laughing. So then we come and we do this, right? Same concept. You have someone behind the mic. You know, you know, how Art does. <laughs> I think that's someone else. Why am I saying that? Because we come, and we said that was great worship. That was great worship. We heard them sing good songs. That's not great worship. You know what great worship is? See, it's never about them. It's never about me. See, if you're coming to hear me, you're coming for the wrong reason. I hope you're coming to hear this. Forgive me. Forgive me when I make it about me it's not about me. I wonder how many followers on Twitter Jesus would have. you know why I say that because everyone left him. Read John six really come uh, you guys it's so funny because we we, we act like you know we, we put so much. So much emphasis on people when we're so flaw- we're so full of flaws. You spend time with me, you're going to see a lot of flaws. But here's the deal. I know that God loves me. He's not done with me. He, he's continually working on us. And I know that serving changes me. So let me tell you, the devil is going to try to keep you from serving because the devil wants to, to keep you from worshiping. He wants to keep us from worshiping from from doing the things of God. And and here's the reason. The lasting, okay? The lasting. Serving is always an act of humility. You know what keeps people from serving? The, the, the greatest thing that keeps you from serving other people? Can I tell you what it is? It's pride. Hey, I came from a machismo Mexican Latino familia. Let me tell you one of the first things that happened in my marriage. Can I tell you what happened? We had a Thanksgiving dinner, and I brought La Huerinchi with me. La Huera. Huera means La White Woman. To a Mexican Thanksgiving dinner. True story. She walked in, and all the men were sitting at the table. The The tables were set. And you know where the women were? In the kitchen. Serving. You know where my wife was? At the table. Eating. I cannot tell you what happened. Every single man there looked at me like... ¿qué paso. La con nosotros. You know what God you know why God brought Shauna into the family? God brought Shauna into the family to break down pride. A lot of times we don't serve because we're we're too proud to serve at the heart of hearts we're too proud to serve pride will keep you from serving like Jesus and serving like Jesus will always guard you from pride because there's there's nothing there's nothing hear me now there is nothing here at the church that 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 can keep you from serving there is an action for everybody, they're, say I can't walk, you can sit down out there and you can pass out bulletin. And if you can smile, you're a winner. You know, think about it. What, you, you, we have Pastor Jeff that stands outside in the, and he brought this culture to the living word. He stands outside and greets people as they're coming in the, the, the parking lot. Because we want for people to know God's love from the parking lot all the way to the seat. and now we got Gary Gary, Gary Lawson I, you know he, he, God brought him and, and, and they had this desire to now can, can you stand and shake someone's hand? anyone be able, can you do that? So many places that, that we can serve but but sometimes pride will, will keep us from serving. Peter is an example. Peter is an example of pride that almost kept him from, from the spirit of serving. Uh, and working, uh, the, the spirit of serving that was working through Jesus. Look what it says. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet and drying them with the towel. And Jesus came to Peter. And Peter said to him, Lord, are, Lord kind, of, kind of in a sarcastic way, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Are you going to wash my feet? Because here's the thing, beloved. You need to understand. The very last, the very last sentence in this paragraph. And, and the Bible was never written in paragraphs. It's not like, like John's writing, oh, chapter 14, do not let your hearts be troubled, verse 1. He's just writing. He's writing a letter. He's going by occasion, okay? The very last thing before chapter 14 is Jesus telling Peter after he said, Lord, I will never betray you. I will never leave your sight. And Jesus tells him, Peter, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said, I will never, I will never, ever, ever, ever betray you. And right here he says, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus said, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. And then Peter protested, you'll never, ever wash my feet. And Jesus explained to him, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Now, this is important. I mean, I wish I had more time. There is a spiritual application and a practical application. You guys can start to come up. Come up. There's a spiritual application. There's a spiritual application and a practical application. Why did I come over here? So you guys could look at me when they're walking up. That's exactly why. We live in a distracted world. Now let me walk with them. The spiritual application is, Jesus says, unless I wash you, you don't belong to me. In other words, in faith, Jesus cleanses us from all our unrighteousness. Spiritual. If you haven't had yourself washed by Jesus, today's the day you say, Jesus, come into my life. The the, the spiritual application... You need to have your feet washed. What does it mean? We walk in the world and every day we have the potential to what? To sin. All of us fall short. So every day we confess our sins to Jesus or confess our sins to someone that we trust. Confess your sins one to another so that you can be what? Healed. That's a spiritual application. Now the practical application is Jesus is giving us a model for every person to follow, He said, you call me teacher and Lord, and you are right because that's what I am. And since I am your teacher, your Lord, and I've washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet because I've given you an example for you to follow. Do as I have done to you. That's why they're here. That's why they're here. And the only thing, the only thing that I want to know from them are two questions, for them to answer two questions. And the first question is simple. Why is serving important to you? Right? Why is serving important to you? Ray.
1: Well, it's smart that you brought us up last because... I know Brent may take the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, serving for me important is growing up, I didn't know. I didn't know God, you know, as a youth teenager, um, made some bad choices and then joined the military and I joined a family. I joined a brotherhood. Um, and I when people ask, did you serve? Did you serve? If you served in the military, you smile. Your chest gets pumped up a little bit. Yes, I serve. Why? Because you were serving something bigger than yourself. You were in a family. Same thing with God's kingdom. When you're serving God's kingdom, it's bigger than myself. It's bigger than you. There's a purpose. There's, it's it's a blessing. When we first came to Living Word Chapel, we started off in VBS. And now we, the directors of it. And for these kids to come to have a safe place, to see the smiles on their face, or fall festival, to have families come that's safe, because it's God's love. And I love what Sean has said. Love God, love people. And I keep saying family, because when I serve, I think about family. And I love acronyms since I was in the military, and me being in Department of Corrections now, everybody, we use acronyms. Forget about me, I love you. Family. And that's what it's about. That's why I love serving. Because it's not about me. It's not about me being up here or what we do behind the scenes. It's that there's an open seat for somebody to come We can love on them. That needs to be loved on. And that's what it's about. And that's why it's important to me.
0: beautiful. Now, Monique, what, what has serving done in your heart? See, there's something that happens internally when we serve.
2: Um, my heart has changed in a huge way serving Um, in Matthew 20, 28 it says for even the son of man came not to be served but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many Um, when we first came to know the Lord we started serving automatically it was just in us we wanted to do things Um, I felt that if Jesus served then I should definitely be serving. I thought um, at the beginning that I can help people and you know, bless them, um, but in all honesty, the more I served, the more uh, things that I did, I'm sure I was blessing people, but those people were blessing me. Those serving situations, those experiences, they were blessing me. I was growing closer to the Lord in ways that I never knew that I could or ever even thought could be possible. So every time that I serve, it's a new and unique serving experience. And every single time it blesses me in new and unique ways. If you want your heart to be changed and to be stirred, then I would ask you, to start serving and see what happens and how God can change your heart as well.
0: Very nicely said. So, why is it important for you to serve?
1: I think
2: uh, the impact of other people, or on on other people, and me, uh, the joy you see in the people's faces when you uh, serve.
0: think that's awesome, Brent. You know, um, let me just kind of touch. So that's Brent Strand, our missions director. And Brent, Brent is a man of few words, but he's a man of a lot of action. Something happened to this guy when, when he stepped into his gifting. When he started to serve in missions, it transformed him. I can't even explain. It changed his his whole countenance, his whole life. he is He is a, a, a completely different person because he is in God's sweet spot. Becky, what has it done in your heart to serve?
3: um there's there's a couple of things that that I've been thinking about, and um, one of them is, And I think in whatever area you serve, um, one of the areas where I believe my heart has changed is uh, seeing people, how God sees people, um, allowing God to open your heart to see people maybe in a different way than we would usually see them. Because the Bible says that that man look on the outward and God looks at the heart and um, I think that's one of the ways is allowing God to, allowing God to um, open our eyes to see people in a different way, um, and this can be in every every area of of serving, um, in the areas we serve, and then also. Um, just in any area that you serve, I believe that's one of one of the ways God has has changed my heart. And also, um, in I've been I thought about this a couple of months ago, um, thinking about God's plan for our lives. And sometimes I don't know about other people, but sometimes I would see it as something very future, and and wanting you know we want what God wants for our lives, but. In serving, uh, we allow God to fulfill His plan in our lives. I think that's a big part of of um, God's plan. Is when we allow Him to um, to serve through us, really, and to um, just to be available for Him. Uh, I believe that's a big part of of fulfilling God's plan.
0: Amen. Thank you, Becky. So we're going we're gonna to close the service. Um, and I, I'm going to ask all of you, if you're new here, you know, we just invite you to maybe check out what we have outside in the courtyard. We have tables set up with uh, different places that you can serve. And if you're serving already, if you're serving already, then just go out there and mingle, okay? Uh, I, I, sometimes people think, well, you know, we're doing this as a church We'll never, we'll never stop saying this message. We'll never, ever stop allowing people to enter into their next step to do the things that God has called us to do. Amen? So go to those tables. We're going to have some uh, some food out there if you want something to eat. Just go out there and love on each other. And, uh, and let me say this to you. Um, maybe you're here, and you've been hurt or... Something's happened and the enemy's got a grip because you're looking at people as, you know, even uh, church as, as they're a part of the hurt. Don't ever do things for people. Always do things for God. Jesus, at the very end, this action that he did, every single one of the disciples, hear me now, every single one of the disciples left him except for John and he still washed their feet we never serve for people we always serve for the glory of God amen think about everything you're doing think about the platform God's given you all that he's done in your life can you do something for him in the working of the church. Let me pray and we'll go outside. Father, thank you for every person here. Thank you for these testimonies, Lord God. Thank you for the examples of their lives. More than anything, thank you, Jesus, that you are our example. And I pray your blessing over every person that has been here in this first service. May they leave here with joy filled with hope, and filled with a yearning to live out their full purpose in Jesus' name. And to you, Lord, we give all glory in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And everyone said amen. Let's all go out there to the courtyard. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.